Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. The Nationals are back on track after getting swept at home against the Mets. They take two of three from the Braves, and uh, we're back here with the Mass and All Access podcast. I'm Bobby Blanco, Paul Mancano with me, and we're joined by Byron Kerr upstairs in the press box at Nationals Park. How's it going, BK? Good, guys. Good, good to, to be, be back on this... your fancy new podcast Yeah, here. good to be back, you and me in front of a mic. Good times. We're at the District so 34. So luxurious. Throwback. <laughs> Throwback Thursday yeah, to, throwback the, Thursday. to the District go. 34 podcast. Um, Byron I'm a Kirk. graduate of the District 34 Yes, podcast, you're, yes. You're, and you were the, the co-founder, oh, namer, okay. well, namer too. Yeah. I'll take that. Uh, Byron Kerr obviously covers the Nationals for MassInSports.com, at Masson Kerr on Twitter. Also follow his blog on the on the website. Um, and let's start right there because, Byron, I was reading your article you, on Matt Adams. Obviously, he had the big home run the other day to extend the game. And this is the kind of the guy that the Nationals brought in this offseason to replace Adam Lynn, be that left-handed power bat, backup first baseman off the bench. What have you seen from Matt Adams so far this season in limited action? Yeah, I mean, he obviously has the big bat, and you, know, you make a good point there. You know, these new, brand-new players, when they played for other teams, played so many years for the St. Louis Cardinals and played 100 games for the Braves last year. And every time you go to a new team, I only can imagine that you want to make a big impression <laughs> But it's hard to make that big impression when you don't play every day, when you're a spot starter, when you come in as a pinch hitter, and you're supposed to be a home run hitter, so why aren't you hitting home runs? And this, the, yesterday he hit a dramatic home run, <laughs> a center field bomb that uh, tied the game and kept the Nationals alive in the game. Obviously, they, they lost it in the 12th to the Braves. But that was a huge moment for Matt Adams, and that was part of the story I wrote on MassInSports.com, is, is uh, he remembered all those years playing against the Nationals and how good they are. And for him to uh, finally be on a team and not have to worry about playing against the Nationals, that's a big deal. But also, back to my original point, it's very important for those young, for the new guys, to to make an impact. And and in baseball, you can you know it's a game of failure. So most times when you go up there, you know you do not get a base hit. And he said that when he presses, when he uh, tries to make something happen in a big moment, less always happens. So that time he talked about the at bat. Against Aroldis Vizcaino, remember he struck out as I talked about that to end the game in Atlanta last week, seven right. to one. That mm-hmm. ended the game, so that was a big moment for him to be able to turn it around in the ninth inning this time and hit a huge home run and and contribute really offensively to this team. Yeah, and uh, you know that was quite a marathon game yesterday. The the Nationals have kind of needed a shot in the arm in terms of offense uh, beyond. Matt Adams, Bryce Harper has really been keeping the the offense afloat as of late. I mean, we thought going into the season, considering it was a contract year, considering he was fully healthy, that this might be another MVP caliber season. Certainly seems to have started off that way too. For for Bryce Harper. For Bryce, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. We don't have to worry about Bryce Harper. I mean, that that's <laughs> one guy. Uh, his at bats are are very very impressive. I mean, he's either, it seems like he's either walking or he's getting a base hit, or for most times he's hitting a home run. So, uh, you know, he has had some quality of bats from the beginning of the season. He has been the most difficult hitter for other teams to try to get out. And, it, and Paul, you, you know, you make a good point about the MVP. It looks, it looks to me like he's playing like he did during that MVP season, which is good because last year, obviously, he went down with the injury. Everybody was worried about the knee and, and thought it was an ACL when he, when he slipped on the bag at first base. Yeah. 
And uh, so this is this is great for the Nationals that he is starting this way. Obviously, it's a huge year for him yeah. uh, in his career financially as well. So uh, very good that he's still a Washington National, at least for 2018 and hopefully beyond. But, uh, yeah, this is one guy you don't have to worry about in the offense. Yeah. Bryce Harper's uh, on-base percentage currently sits at 500. So half the time he steps to the plate, he's <laughs> getting amazing, on base, yeah. which is ridiculous. Like you said, it reminds me of the, his MVP year. What about the rest of the lineup, though, Byron? Because, like Paul said, Bryce is kind of carrying this offense at the moment. I mean, yes, there are some injuries. Daniel Murphy isn't here yet. Um, Adam Eaton's currently on the disabled list. Uh, Matt Wieters has been on the disabled list. Just, just now coming back, yeah. Right. Trey Turner doesn't seem to have gotten going yet. And Zimmerman with same. A lot of yeah. questions about him and how he approached spring training. Is there, is there, Davey Martinez seems like he's kind of playing with his lineups right now and trying to figure out the right way to not only protect Bryce in the lineup, but also give guys opportunities to contribute and, and get good at-bats and face good pitches in, in this lineup. How, what, what are you seeing from Davey? So far, yeah, yeah, the, the lineup construction. He is trying to change things up. You know, that was a big argument last year was putting Anthony Rendon in the number six hole by Dusty Baker, and for the most part this year, uh, you know, I think that's something that Davey Martinez is kind of sending a message that Rendon w- was batting in the wrong spot last year, and uh, you know, he's been batting in the top three for most of the season, and recently he's been batting in the cleanup spot. Rendon and Bryce Harper have been the most consistent hitters for the Nationals from the beginning of the season. Unfortunately, we're in a situation again where Adam Eaton has gone down, and this just reminds me, unfortunately, of what they went through for over 100 games last year where they yeah. didn't have Adam Eaton, and that's the ideal situation is they want Eaton at the top of the lineup. So they've had to go with Brian Goodwin recently in that spot. And and I'm kind of getting, getting the idea that maybe Trey Turner's not thrilled with batting at number six either, and <laughs> that he... Even unfortunately, even though Adam Eaton's gone down, this may help Trey Turner a little bit too by batting in the number two hole and a great opportunity, as David Martinez said, yeah. uh, to uh, take advantage of his speed, which they haven't they haven't been able really enough at the number six hole when you have guys like Michael Taylor batting behind you. Yeah, I, I was wondering, I was wondering the other day. Um, it was the game after Eaton got pulled and. Um, they slotted in good win into left field and the leadoff spot. And the next day came back. We found out Eaton was going to the disabled list. But uh, Goodwin continued to lead off. And why not bump Turner back up to the leadoff spot? We've seen him do it before. We, this was kind of the idea that the Nationals have two leadoff guys. Eaton goes down. Why not slot Turner up to number one and, or instead of keeping him at two or even further down the lineup? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think they uh, have thought that Goodwin will take pitches, and so that's a good guy to have in the leadoff role. But Turner yeah. could do that too, just like you said. Um, you know, this is you talk about tinkering with lineups. Now he's gonna he's got ten days or more to tinker with lineups with uh, Brian Goodwin and what they're gonna do with with that spot because obviously you have a an outfield injury, so Goody is gonna get a lot more playing time like he did last year, and uh, you know. Where else could you put him? I guess, like you said, you could you could back him down and put Turner up there, but because they haven't been able to get the consistency from Ryan Zimmerman and he's not playing every day, yeah, you know, it would make more sense to have Goody at the top of the order. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this could be. I feel like this could be a very interesting year for Trey Turner, considering, you know, he, he can take pitches, but he really has not shown the ability. Especially thinking back to the NLDS last year how many times he would try to be aggressive uh, in an at-bat and then end up grounding out weakly or just jumping on a pitch that he shouldn't be, uh, especially when he's leading off. I mean, that, that just sets the wrong tone for the, the whole day pretty much in the, that turn through the rotation, so or that turn through the lineup. So I feel like, you know, if Trey Turner 
can get better if he gets more opportunities. Hopefully Adam Eaton's healthy, but if he's not, Trey Turner could be at the top of that lineup, learn to take a few more pitches, learn to get on base a little bit more, and that'll help him develop uh, as a hitter. But also, Byron, I do want to kind of touch on some of the moves. We, we talked a little bit about Matt Weeders coming back. Uh, Pedro Severino, uh, somebody who hit poorly last season, didn't get uh, much of an opportunity as the backup catcher, and the Nationals give him a few opportunities this year, and he ends up getting that backup catcher role, and Miguel Montero ends up being on the outs. Uh, what do you think of that whole situation? Yeah, I mean, I think they were pretty close to having Severino be that number two uh, catcher, but because of the experience that Miguel Montero has over the years, and I'm sure that Davey Martinez probably went to bat for him as well with all of his experience in Chicago, you know, working with all those pitchers, even though he didn't have a great relationship with Jake Arrieta, I guess, with some of those comments. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Trey Turner. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. So, but, um, you know, they have always been very high on Pedro Severino, and they have been waiting for the moment where his bat could meet up with his defense. But yeah. Mike Rizzo even said it the, the, the other day, you know, the bottom line with their catchers is how they play defense, how they call um, the, the pitches for the, for the pitchers, because, you know, this team – despite Bryce Harper, is mm-hmm. all about pitching. Yeah. And the, the starting lineup that they have could be the best in baseball. If A.J. Cole can go 11-11 and 11, like what they got from Edwin Jackson or something like that, and you have you know Strasburg and Scherzer and Gonzalez and Roark, I mean, that's an insane uh, you know, setup for your, for your starting lineup. <laughs> so, Paul, I've noticed that Davey Martinez has shown confidence in Severino because mm-hmm. even when Montero came back from the paternity leave, they could have rotated back and forth. You know, they had an opportunity to have Montero catch for Strasburg, but he went with Severino. So that tells me a lot about this, this last week and how Severino has impressed him since his return to the lineup and that they are very happy to have him back. Now, Matt Wieters is back probably earlier than they wanted to have him. They probably wanted him to spend maybe a week or two or at least this whole weekend taking pitches um, at the at the single-A level or double-A level or whatever they, they would like just so he could get up to – but he's going to have to, you know, get back into his major league field quicker than maybe they would have liked. They called it a mild oblique strain, and, and he even admitted when he went down with that injury that maybe they were being more precautious than anything else because of where we were at in the season. But yeah. this is a very important uh, time for Weeders as well because you know he was the guy that kind of hung in there because he handled guys like Gio Gonzalez so well and did such a great job of calling games last year when his offense faltered. He was so important everywhere else. But then you talked about the NLDS. He had an awful game in the NLDS defensively. Yeah, so game it's, five. You know, it's very interesting. I didn't want to say it out loud. I'll say it. <laughs> it's very interesting, you know, because this could be a, 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 you know, could we see a changing of the guard maybe as this season starts yeah. to get going here in April? Could Severino become the number one? Because, I, you know, Albeit a couple of things yesterday, pretty much everything else he's done in the last week has been pretty good. Yeah, if he if he hits like I mean he he's not just getting good pitches, he's making bad pitches and turning them into hits. I mean he's looked solid, very solid from behind from at the plate and also behind the plate. And he's been for a long time touted as the best defensive catcher that's in this whole organization. Yeah. Like this is the guy of the future, and it's kind of funny like. I don't know how funny it is actually, but just <laughs> an odd situation with the catcher. That's be, hilarious, Bobby. Montero, <laughs> Montero 
you know, broke with the club, like you said, has a relationship with uh, Davey Martinez, who probably, you know, battled for him and, and fought for him to get make the club. But Severino had options, so it made sense that Severino went down, and yeah. they wanted him to play every day or, you know, for a catcher mostly every day. Um, and then tough break with Weeders getting hurt. You had to bring Severino up, and then Montero goes on the paternity leave. So now Severino's playing every day yeah. with Weeders still out, and he's playing really well. And so it's like, well, you know, you can't fault a guy for playing well. You can't demote him for producing. So, like, we got to keep him. And as Mark Zuckerman pointed out on Twitter on his blog the other day, it's like, well, the Nationals aren't tied to Montero's contract. It wasn't probably guaranteed. So, unfortunately, it they had to. They just decided to yeah. DFA him and, and let him go, and they feel comfortable riding this season with just Weeders and Severino throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm interested to see how Severino goes on. And he, the catchers, I mean, excuse me, all the pitchers have nothing but great words to say about Severino. They love how he calls the game. I personally love his energy. It seems like after every punch out, he's giving a nice fist bump to the catcher to the mm-hmm. infield. He's calling out uh, the defensive strategies and the plays and the shifts and everything. I mean, I love watching him catch. He, he's, he's a baseball player, not just a great catcher. He's a great baseball player. So he, he's been yeah. fun to watch. We, we should touch on the, the rotation because he hinted at it earlier, this being maybe the best rotation, one through four definitely, and then, you know, A.J. Cole pitching pretty well actually yesterday, going five and a third, uh, giving up two runs, I believe. Um, yep, two and, runs. Uh, I mean, he was like two yeah. outs away from a quality start. Yeah, did not get uh, the win because, you know, that game went ridiculously long. But uh, one through four, these, I mean, we saw the second starts by both Scherzer and Strasburg did not go well, but they righted the ship uh, and are starting to look back to both Cy Young quality uh, pitchers at this point. I mean, uh, at this point, Byron, do you think this rotation's back on track, and could they have two more Cy Young candidates like they did last year? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, Strasburg and Scherzer will battle for that, and, you know, this is a murderer's row for the Rockies this weekend in this four-game set to have Gonzalez going first, then Tanner, then Max, then Steven. Mm-hmm. It'll be pretty difficult for the Rockies uh, to be able to win this series <laughs> uh, against these guys. And, and you know, obviously A.J. Cole has had his, his struggles, and it was just one start. Uh, you know, so the jury's probably still out on him, but he, he did save his job at least for another week or so to be the number five. And, you know, when you have four starters like Geo, Tanner, Max, and Steven, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really need that much from a fifth starter. <laughs> and maybe you can even you, you can even punt a couple of yeah. fifth starts over the, the, the course of the season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's just like Bryce Harper, there's nothing wrong with his starting rotation, I think. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, they have been the strength of this team. And, and unfortunately, with the injuries that we've we've seen to start the season, you know, we don't have Daniel Murphy back. Adam Eaton's out. Matt Weeters is not 100%. This kind of reminds me of the beginning of last year, where they said, "Okay, we're going to let our starting rotation kind of carry this team." And, yeah. And uh, and until our offense gets going, and I, I'm seeing that <laughs> I'm seeing that playing out again in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think like you said, I like I like how the starting pitchers know who they are. They're slotting into their roles. You know what I mean? Like they're not. Gio and Tanner aren't trying to be like Max and Steven. Like Max is obviously going to blow you away, throw a complete game, 10 strikeouts. Strasburg's going to go out there and throw his nasty curveball and, and confund hitters. And Gio is, a, you know, he's a guy, like we saw last year, his entire career, honestly, is these guys going to let guys on base, but then get him out. I mean, yeah. last year he was one of the best, if not the best, at not letting guys sc- runner score. Yeah. So, and then Tanner Roark, you know, he's had a odd career in terms of he's been going back and forth between starter and bullpen 
um, last year with the World Baseball Classic, kind of put him on an interesting schedule to start the season. I don't think he really got going. If anything, he may be tired out. So this is now he's kind of back to a regular starter schedule for this season. Um, and yeah, and the fifth starter, you know, I, I said yesterday on uh, I went on Instagram Live on Mass and Nationals with Sarah Perlman, and I said, hey, man, you're everywhere, bro. Everywhere, you can catch me everywhere. Let's do everything. Um, and hey, look, AJ Cole doesn't need to go out and be Max or Steven. He just needs to go out and give his team a chance. Keep them in the game. Give them five, maybe six innings. And that's basically what he did. You know, close to a quality start, yeah. only two runs. So, um, and and if Jeremy Hellickson comes up eventually in, in that fifth role, that's what he needs to do too. Yeah. So yeah, the pitching is, can carry this team um, for as long as they possibly can until the offense comes around. Yeah. Um, we don't want to keep you too long, Byron. We know you got to cover this, uh, this okay. all-important game. But I, I actually do have some questions in terms of, I don't know if you've, uh, you, you've seen kind of what's going on in the field. Bryce Harper shooting a commercial. I don't know if I'm even allowed to say that, but I'm going to say it. Uh, and uh, I, I, most importantly, have you seen the video that Brian Harper put out? Uh, Man, the hair dryer. I think I think that is an absolute classic, and it's <laughs> going to go down. It's going to get a lot of hits, and uh, because it was Bryce Harper, you know, uh, being Bryce Harper, you know, uncut. I guess we don't, <laughs> we don't get to see that too often, right? And you know, maybe people will argue, oh, he's being a prima donna. He's got two hair dryers going at the same time, but you know, he's trying to make his hair look perfect, and, and that's why it looks like that when he plays. But I just thought. You know, this game needs more of those human moments, and I know he's probably a little bit pissed off at his brother right. for sneaking up behind him and videotaping. But I mean, I just thought it showed the human side of Bryce, and and I guess the trolls can say what they want <laughs> negatively about it. But I know from I've I've known Bryce longer than anyone. I was the first one to interview him when he was coming out of high school, going to the College of Southern Nevada. Oh wow! And uh, you know, everybody's always talked to me about him being a spoiled brat and and not having respect for the game and things like that. And I, I've always thought he's, he's the opposite, yeah. even though he, people play it that way. So for me, that kind of showed me, you know, you know, obviously Bryce getting ready to go out or whatever he was doing, and, and you know, so what? He used two hair, driver, hair dryers <laughs> at the same time to make sure the hair looks perfect. But the fact that he's like, hey, man, you know, it's like great to see him show human yeah. side. I thought he, it was really cool. He got pranked by his little brother. Yeah. I mean, that happens to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, it, it's, again, like, like but you said. But he's a human, yeah. you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. shows his human side. Now, Paul and I were actually talking about this on the field earlier. Uh, I have a little conspiracy theory about that whole video. Yeah, some speculation. Some speculation. Uh, okay. So, Paul said he saw some speculation on Twitter, of course, from Twitter, uh, that it was kind of staged. And I actually pointed that out yesterday because if you watch, to me, when you watch the video enough, it looks like it's a little staged. Because it's an ad, it was supposed to be like an ad for like a hair product okay. or something. I guess like or a tease, a tease to, to an ad yeah. oh, to a hair product. Or and something. we put two and two together, thinking maybe this commercial has something oh, to do with it. All right, you guys uh, are, are way ahead of me on that. Sweet. I just, if that's the case, then <laughs> Bryce Harper is a pretty good actor, right? Yeah, that, and that, and, that, and he's brilliant. That might even show a better side yeah. of it. And he's brilliant. Yeah. because that's a great way to tease. And actually, now you made me think of that. Well, I'm not going to mention the, the telephone company, but the one where he's. <laughs> Uh, kneeling down, yes. getting yeah, ready. The, in the dugout, yeah. or the, on the deck circle. The, there was a, a moment where, he, where he's like, hey, you're not supposed to be here, you're not supposed to be down here. You right. know? And that little interchange he had with that comedian, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he's, he's definitely not, <laughs> he's not only going to make money playing baseball, but he's going to make a lot of money yeah. in endorsements as well. He's, the next gonna, he's a good Manning. actor yeah. too. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Ah, Peyton, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's, that shows a, I mean, that's, something that he should probably use and be able to use in the future. I thought, I mean, when he first, years ago, came out with the whole make baseball fun again, 
you know, campaign. I, I love that. I thought he might start to shift that way more into the acting or the per- taking on this big persona. He's, I guess he's kind of taken a step back maybe because of uh, the poor year he had at the plate a couple years ago. Now that he's getting back into MVP form. Yeah. And he's starting to become once again a little more loose. Yeah, more loose because trying to have some fun with it. And if he makes a, a chunk of change this summer from any team, he might be able to kind of parlay that into a yeah. uh, nice acting, at least commercial acting. Acting, yeah. you know all that acting ball. Yeah, man, he could be in the Expendables six or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, acting star. Yeah, no. See him flying. More badass. You know? I would like to see Bryce Carper's next contract have a no action star uh, clause. Yeah, no, no action movies. For, yeah, no yeah, action movies. Sure Bryce no skydiving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Byron, one more topic before we let you go. Yeah. Uh, the Rockies are in town, and we talked on before we started recording. Uh, fan favorite national Ian Desmond mm. back in town. You're going to go chat with him. Uh, what's it like when you kind of see players who mean so much to this organization but leave? You know, because it's baseball, it's a sport, it's a business. Uh, and then come back and, and play the team, and you get to see them again after, you know, years of covering them, and you only get to see them for three days out of the season. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, you touched on a very important point. It just starts to show that the Nationals have now a little bit of a history, a little bit of legacy starting to build up since yeah. 2005. And, you know, Ian Desmond was uh, a fan favorite for all those years, and he also was a favorite of ours in the clubhouse because he would always stand up, win or lose, and talk to us. And not every player does that. A lot of players aren't available. They have to do treatment, but uh, or they, they obviously need to have dinner and things like that. But Desmond was always a man always would stand up and you know he was here for some pretty lean years for the Washington <laughs> Nationals so he had to stand up a lot when they really were bad and he never said a bad word about his his teammates or the organization or his manager and uh, you know he he was electrifying at times when he played here and he's got just a great personality his wife and his kids are so beautiful and they they were so much a part of the Nationals family he even said when he was with the Rangers that the Rangers players were like hey you got to cut the cord, man. You're still thinking about the Nationals. So that gives you an idea of what this organization means to players when they leave here. I had a, a real fun moment the other day. I was driving home from late night, and I'm always you know, going on uh, you know, that certain satellite radio provider to try to listen to uh, Major League Baseball games. And it was the Rockies against the Padres, and it was Craig Stammen, who's a former National, right. pitching to Ian Desmond. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is the cool, cool moment. And it took the announcers like about – Six pitches before they said, "Hey, these guys were teammates. <laughs> hey, these guys were playing DC together." I'm like, "Yeah, they were." <laughs> and like, I'm like, "This is so great for me, you know, because a lot of times I'm listening. And I don't really care for the teams. I'm just listening for the score or mm-hmm. for some spectacular Shohei Otani uh, moment or something <laughs> like that." But I was like, "Man, that's cool. Well, yeah. Two of my favorite dudes ever, yeah. Salmon and, and Desmond." And so it's gonna be fun to see Desmond back in, yeah, in part and healthy. For yeah. the first time. Right, right. Well, you should definitely check that out. Uh, Byron Kerr's blog on MassInSports.com. He's going to go check it out. Um, we're currently watching Daniel Murphy step into the play. Oh, good. Take yeah. batting practice. So. Looks pretty good out there, by the way. We'll, uh, I don't know if we're breaking news or yeah. probably not. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, check out Byron's blog on MassInSports.com, at Masson Kerr on Twitter for the upcoming Desmond story and, of course, for all tonight's action. Gio Gonzalez on the mound against the Colorado Rockies, 7.05 first pitch, catching that's extra on Masson at 6.30. Um, for Byron Kerr, Paul Mancano, I'm Bobby Blanco. Thanks for listening to the Masson All Access Podcast.